Hi, I'm Deborah Lamada, and this is Woman's Entrepreneur Spotlight. I believe that every woman entrepreneur has a story to tell. When we share our stories, we can help the next woman who is starting their own business, or even help someone who has been at it for a while. I hope that you can find your takeaway from these stories to help you in your journey of being a woman entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Deborah Lamada, and this is Woman Entrepreneur Spotlight. And today I have with me Lauren Boyd of Terpy Holistics Company. And so I like to ask two questions of my uh, guests. And the first one is, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, that's a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really like, in the summer, Camden, Maine. And in the winter, Islam Harris in Mexico. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I'm guessing you've been to both places. Yeah. Yeah, they're both very beautiful. Well, I like it because there's one in the cold country and one in the warm country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you like one over the other? I like both of them pretty equally. They're yeah. different, different places and different people, different um, experiences. Oh, wow. Very nice. I like it. I I, I say to each of my guests, I like asking these questions because I find out different places to put on my bucket list to visit. Camden, Maine has has a lot of surprises. You just like walk down the street and don't realize that there's like a canal. It's like hidden. It's like, Uh it's beautiful. There's like gardens like going over the canal and lots of surprises. I know from speaking to other people that Maine is just absolutely beautiful. I'm originally from Connecticut, and I've never made it up that far. Um, one of these days, I will. Of course, now it's going to be a longer ride from Delaware. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's far. It's a hike. <laughs> yeah, it is. So what's the most important lesson you have learned to date running your company, Terpy Holistics? Uh, the most important lesson I have learned is to not let others put me down and to pursue how I think my business should be run and not how others uh, should think my business should be run. (laughs) Yeah. And so how did you overcome that, though? It's difficult because with my brand, as you you know, the um, the pot leaf, everyone always wants to tell me, oh, you need to change your branding. More people will buy your product if it didn't have a pot leaf on it. Like, well, that defeats the the whole purpose of my brand. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Like, I'm not. I'm not um, changing my marketing and like stores that were okay with me originally having that and knowing what my brand was about later on decided that they didn't want that in their store. So it has been difficult and I, I've stuck with my brand. I haven't rebranded. I might change my logo eventually, but I'll leave the pot leaf in there. <laughs> yeah. Just got to stick with, with what I want to do. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so it's true to you. Um, it's mm-hmm. what you've wanted to create and not, not per se for somebody else. Um, this yeah. is what you wanted. This is your business. And um, pursuing that is is what you need to do for you. Um, and I know during our initial conversation, um, you had told me that you always wanted to start your own business. So tell me about you and how Terpy Holistics got started. And uh, after that, you can tell everybody where to get in contact with you. Yeah, about me. I grew up in um, Delaware County, Pennsylvania, um, in Chester County, Pennsylvania. I just recently moved to Delaware and I'm establishing the roots of my business business here, doing local vendor events. When I'm not working like my day job or uh, running my candle business, I spend time with my fiance. Uh, we like the game. <laughs> we enjoy nature. Uh, spend time with my little puppy, Kilo, the long-haired chihuahua, and her families. And 
we enjoyed going on like day trips. Like today we're going to Longwood Gardens, my favorite place ever. Oh. <laughs> and then, yeah, I just enjoyed being outside, hiking, camping, fishing, um, look up stars, gardening. Wow. I have a huge garden. <laughs> nice. And so how did you come up with the idea for uh, Turpy Holistics? I came up with the um, idea. I really wanted to get into the uh, marijuana business, but unfortunately, the way the government runs things, you have to have a lot of capital right. um, to do that. Um, and with the laws not being as friendly as like the Western states are, I need to find like my own niche to try to um, raise awareness and promote recreational use and medicinal. So that's how I created my brand. I really wanted to get into the industry and I kind of found my own niche. <laughs> nice. No, and that's how a lot of people end up getting and starting their own businesses. So where where can people find you, get in contact with you? Oh, they can find me a lot of places. Um, I am in Spiritual Creations, uh, which is a little metaphysical store that is located in Parksburg, Pennsylvania. It's a great store, great people. They do classes, they do Reiki, um, yoga, oh. they do like, uh, like crafty classes, witchy things, <laughs> lots of fun. <laughs> I am in uh, Wonderland Records in Newark. Oh, wow. That's been a community staple for the counterculture scene for as long as I can remember. I believe they said 50 years. Wow. wow. <laughs> and then locally to the Middletown area, I'll be at the Galena Farmer's Market the first Saturday of every month. And then I have, I'm going to be at the Middletown Peach Festival. I'll be at the PA Canifest in <laughs> Cookstown. Um <laughs> And then I'm also uh, pretty regularly um, at the Hub Farmer's Market, located at the Broken Spoke Winery in um, Earlville, Maryland. I believe it at the right town. (laughs) Um, So all over the place. And so how about an email? Where can they reach out to you? Email would be turpyholistics at gmail.com. Facebook's turpyholistics. Instagram, Terpy Holistics. And I just launched my website, terpyholistics.com. Nice. I just, I saw it. It looks great. Thank you. And I got like exclusive apparel on there and obviously my candles and wax melts. I saw, I was looking at it this morning. You have a great line uh, on your website. You really do. Trying to expand it, trying to make like a lifestyle brand, like um, a sustainable product, try to find like some hemp-based products to sell um, because hemp is very sustainable. Yes, absolutely. And so tell the listeners about what is terpenes and um, how someone can benefit from those and then with your candles. Oh, yeah. So terpenes, a lot of people don't know this. They're most commonly associated with marijuana, but they're in pretty much every plant um, and they create the medicinal or therapeutic properties of pretty much any plant that you would consume for medicinal or therapeutic properties. For example, lavender, that scent, that calming, relaxing feeling you get when you have lavender, um, that's from terpenes. It's in cloves, oranges, pretty much everything. They use terpenes to flavor foods. They use them in fragrance oils, your bath product. They've been around for thousands of years, specifically in um, ancient Chinese medicine, right? Um, where they would extract the terpenes from the plants and use them for holistic medicines. So it's, I'm trying to educate people that terpenes aren't bad. And along with CBD or THC, they pretty much like create an entourage effect and help you with your medical needs with the um, CBD or the THC as well. And so how do you put your candles together with the essential oil? Is it an essential, Um, is it an essential oil? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. I use um, chemical-free fragrances. Um, we're trying to get all chemical-free. I have, still have a couple ones that were hard to find without the phthalates in them, but we're working them out. So I try to use as clean fragrance oils as I can. And then I mix the pure terpene isolate with the fragrance oil. And I don't know, if you smell like a regular candle and smell mine, it, it's different. The terpenes kind of enhance the other right. um, regular candle fragrance. Right. So together, it really kind of ooms it up a little bit. <laughs> right. And so I know in your bio and you and on your website, as I was going through it, and also you had shared uh, some information with me, you, you yourself have anxiety and depression. And yeah. so I know a lot of us, including myself, my mm-hmm. girls, uh, and my son, we all have some anxiety, some depression. And I don't think anybody probably thought or thinks about a candle giving you some relief, that calmness, right? So oh, definitely. But I like to have like a nice relaxing bath after a rough day at work or I'm stressed out or anxious, light some candles, put on some good Grateful Dead music. <laughs> there you go. And so you don't have to be uh, doing medical marijuana to enjoy these candles or the benefits, correct? No, no, they're for anyone, really. You just want to relax and de-stress. And I like to say it's like an elevated aromatherapy. Right. And I think so many of us need that after everything, um, you know, this past two years with COVID. And I believe you started your business in 2021 during towards the end of COVID. Yep. I was in between jobs. Um, I always work from I've been working from home since COVID started, but I was in between. I was on a temporary assignment. So when that ended, I needed something to something to do. Um, and that occupied a lot of my time for a few months until I was able to find another job. And I pretty much just launched my business in my little tiny 800 foot, <laughs> square foot apartment. <laughs> I just made as many candles as I could. It wasn't many, but. <laughs> so how do you balance that now doing, because you work full time and then yeah. you do, you have your candles and your other products that you have on your website. So how do you find or what do you do to balance all that out? Um, I try to pick two days a week um, to make candles. Um, and with get all the events coming up, I have a lot I have to make, especially for Canifest. The, turnaround, uh, the turnout for that is going to be um, huge. It's going to be my biggest event. And, and the wh- Peach Festival. When um, is When are those two events? You want to tell them when those are? The Peach Festival in Middletown, Delaware. And then the um, the PA Canifest at the um, Quitstown Farmer's Market. That's in October. Okay. Um, and from what I've heard from my friends that have gone to the, the April one for the 420 event, there were so many people you couldn't even walk. Wow. So that's going to pretty much be like the launch of my business to like the industry and to the public, um, huh. cannabis awesome. community. Wow. So I'm pretty excited. Got a lot of work ahead of me. My fiance has been great helping me and <laughs> making, <laughs> making lots of products pretty much every week. So do you still st- stick to two days a week or do you find yeah. now getting closer to an event you pick up, try to yeah. find more time? Yeah, I try to find more time. I, I Luckily, I work later on in, in the day. So in the mornings when it's cool, especially now it's getting hot out. I, right. I like to make the candles. Yeah in the mornings. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was looking at your website. I also noticed that you do Etsy. You have an Etsy shop. So tell me about Etsy and do you find it, do you like using Etsy? I particularly, it was a great platform at one time, right. but I feel like it's getting phased out. They keep on up in their fees for like the small businesses. They don't, they try to advertise like they promote you and they the, the algorithms will display your products. They don't. No. I, I look at my like analytics and 
I get more views from my Instagram followers than I do from Etsy people. So I feel like the Etsy really slowed down um, and people would rather support me through like my website or at local events or even like local deliveries. I I even did local deliveries for a while. (laughs) Being your own CEO and it's your own company. And sometimes you have to take that extra step to, to just push your company forward also and giving yeah. that, you know, giving that little extra in customer service goes a long way because people yeah. remember that. Now I'm trying to phase the Etsy out, but I, I have customers that have found me exclusively on Etsy. So it's like, maybe I'll leave like one or two products out and like, Hey, visit me on my website for more products. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't use Etsy, but so does Etsy allow you to then downsize your product line and yeah. how's their fee? Um, uh, uh, they take like 5% and I believe they're taking, I, I think they said they were going to raise it to 6% and then they take um, like a flat fee off of every purchase made. Um, so it just keeps on adding it just up. Keeps adding it's up. Like, yeah. And, and your website, you can, now you can just uh, have yeah. everybody go to your website and order right from your, from there. So that just is an added benefit to you. So along with Etsy going to be phasing that out, but you do now have your your website. I know you're on uh, Facebook, you're on Instagram. What other marketing platforms do you use? I use TikTok. I got to get better with posting videos. The videos I have posted have been pretty, like the real, the ones I really thought out have been really successful. Right. I have the most followers on TikTok, surprisingly. I barely even post anyone. It's funny. You just never, you just never know. Yeah. yeah, my uh, yeah. my daughter's a TikToker, and sometimes she'll, you know, she says she posts a TikTok, not thinking that it'll get any views, and then, you know, the next thing she knows, it's blowing up. So you never know. <laughs> you never know who's on that day. You never know what's going to catch yeah. fire. You know, I'm so. going to start doing like live events as well, like like live Q and A's there, where I go over like new products. Oh, nice. Things yeah. like that. Absolutely. What issues did you have to overcome in the beginning? I know you mentioned, you know, the pushback on those who didn't feel that your marijuana leaf should be on, yeah. uh, you know, your products. Um, and oh, marijuana, yeah. you know, there are those that are definitely against the marijuana um, and even the medical, medical marijuana. So um, so what did you have to overcome other than those two? I've, and had, those? A, I've had a lot to overcome. I At the time, I was in an abusive relationship, um, so that... I had to overcome that. Um, and then with my pot leaf, unfortunately, social media is very, uh, it's a gray area with social media, uh, mainly um, Instagram and um, and Facebook with uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, oh, so right. I'm constantly getting, especially on Facebook more than Instagram, I'm constantly getting bans or muted for 60 days. And when I start, like, you don't understand, like the, the beginning of my business, all of my sales were from Facebook. That's how I was reaching out to my local community. Right. So when they shut that down for 30 or 60 days, it completely shut my business down. Sure, absolutely. Um, and they don't give you any way to appeal it, nope. nothing. And I'm not doing anything illegal. Basically no. what they were saying was I was doing something illegal. <laughs> and I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, so having to overcome that, um, working around it. Luckily, my Instagram's fine. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> but it's mostly Facebook. So I've learned to kind of not as post as much um, on Facebook and kind of tailor my posts to Facebook in a way so they won't get flagged. Or right, reported. exactly. And I like I have several like friends that have that try to run 
um, marijuana based businesses as well. And they've had the same pushback. Um, right. Things need to change. Like yeah. we're not doing anything illegal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's uh, Facebook does make it hard, even though it's, you know, it's the top uh, social network to get product that you're working on out there if it has some type of backstory as you have with a marijuana. So, yeah, it's tough. And then I, uh, I also believe with Facebook that they just shut you down and you really don't communicate with anybody. You get your email mm-hmm. and you're on the suspension for 30 days and yeah. it's like fighting with a computer. You're not going to yeah. get anywhere. Yeah. They don't give you any options to appeal. You- they say that you can report it to the oversight board, which the oversight board consists of like eight people. Right. And when you have multi-million users, yeah. <laughs> right. it's not, you know, yeah. like they're only reviewing like big cases, like right. big ones that probably have a lot of publicity behind them. Exactly. Um, so it's just for a small business, it's, it's detrimental. Like right. it's, it Absolutely. really hurt me. Absolutely. I can't, I can't even imagine having to be shut down for 30, 60 days um, when that's what your, you know, your whole platform for marketing at one time. Mm-hmm. So that's tough. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have Instagram. Like yeah. you said, you have no issues with them. At first I did. Okay. Um, and then I kind of, I was able to get a hold of someone on Instagram back with like, and now you can't get a hold of anyone. Everybody. So like, luckily I was able to slip that in there. And unfortunately with Instagram and Facebook, even though they're the same business, they don't like communicate with each other. So right. I explained to Instagram what my business was about and that it wasn't what they thought it was. <laughs> I wasn't right. trying to sell drugs. I wasn't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily I've been okay on the Instagram side. Hope fingers crossed nothing happens going forward. But some of my friends haven't been as lucky. So right. yeah. their Instagrams have been it's, shut down and completely removed and they can't even recover them. Wow. Do you think with your product line where you're adding other uh, products, your T-shirts and what have you, do you think that'll kind of help help it not be? Yes and no. If you took, if you took a lot of a look at my T-shirt, some of them could be a little controversial. Right. <laughs> but they're a well, T-shirt. Kinda, my whole... <laughs> My whole concept of my business is to raise awareness um, and promote the advocacy for uh, medical marijuana, uh, recreational um, as well. But other um, issues that get um, brought up with in terms of marijuana or hemp, even Uh, the hemp is more sustainable. It can be used for pretty much anything, paper, fuel, building materials, clothes everything and it grows quicker it's more sustainable doesn't need as much resources to grow um so i'm big for advocating for that and also for letting um letting patients grow um like up in maine like i was i was amazed i was driving around and you just see like a pot plant out on someone's porch. right yeah <laughs> like, in the oh, states where it's legal absolutely yeah no absolutely and i think with the hemp too uh, people don't realize you know the benefits and mm-hmm. um all the other items that come from one plant you know, people just yeah. hear hemp or they hear THC or they just hear medical marijuana. And then a lot of people will just shut down. So you hear and letting our listeners know about it. That's definitely um, where people need to listen and read and, and do their homework. So thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and would you change anything in the beginning when you were doing starting out with your business? No, I don't think I would have changed anything. No. Other than maybe posting on Facebook how I was posting. Like I learned, it was a learning lesson of how to post on Facebook. I'm still learning. Absolutely. But the algorithm and 
you really have to learn like what certain words flag stuff in the algorithm, right? Pictures flag stuff in the algorithm, and then you get people. You'll get people still. reporting you still. <laughs> so I've learned not to post on certain pages where people might see that and be like, "Hey, I'm not cool with that." Right. Right. And and you'll always get that too. Um, but you you know you're not. You don't seem like the type of person who's going to just put it in your face and say, this is it. You're, you want to educate people. You want people to understand it. And um, yeah. that's that's what this is all about. Absolutely. Did you have a business plan in the beginning? Did you use a business plan, put one together? Yeah, yeah pretty much in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try to write stuff out on paper. You see, I've run, I've run businesses since I was 15 years old. I oh, run okay. $10 million businesses, but like two or 300 employees I was directly responsible for. So I've known how to run a business pretty much my whole life. I was a Girl Scout for, geez, 12, 13 years. So Girl Scout teaches you to run businesses. Absolutely. I knew what needed to be done. I knew I needed to research the market and cost of things and do like product development. So I I had it all in my head. Yep. Some people will carry it around in their head. I know others need to have everything written out and detailed. Um, do you think, though, having the business plan in your head or on paper is important to have in the beginning? It's definitely it definitely is important. Um, and even like most of it's in my head, but I have written out like steps and especially lists of things I need to do to um, make my business legitimate um, right. in the eyes of the government. Right. <laughs> yep. Just definitely. So, yeah, it is very important because there's a lot of laws and regulations in regards to products. And a lot of people don't notice, like, they don't know. Like, I encourage anyone to go start their own business, but you got to do research. You got to know what you're putting out there. You got to know what the laws are. Um, I see a lot of people, especially since COVID, just whipping up body products and like cosmetics and stuff like that. And you don't realize people have food allergies. Some of these cosmetic products need to be properly cured and um, they need chemicals in them to prevent them from getting mold right? Um, or even bacteria, which can seriously hurt people. And the people don't realize this, like they just make lip gloss and you don't, that lip gloss can kill someone. <laughs> right. Exactly. And again, you had mentioned, you know, during doing your research, you have to take mm-hmm. the time, yeah, absolutely, to do the research too. I did Whatever lots you're doing. of research. I have, especially with fragrance oils, when you're when you're burning things, um, it can create chemical reactions. So it's a lot of a lot of people don't realize. Even my fiance, like he took a look. I like to call it my grimoire <laughs> with all my recipes and stuff. It's a lot of chemistry. I like to. I I'm pretty much a chemist coming up with these formulas and some. Some chemicals make certain chemical reactions when they're mixed together. And I had to do a lot of research on that, formulas, and pretty much it's like all chemistry. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of people just kind of jump into a business without doing the research or, find, mm-hmm. like you said, finding out what different chemicals will create, which which um, reactions, people having allergies mm-hmm. left and right these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as a consumer, too, I think a lot of people don't even take the time for themselves to read the label. Yeah, I think we're, you know, sometimes we're pretty quick to we like a product and that's all we give it and we give it a a nod and we run with it. So because it's your company and and you're going to be responsible for it in the end. Exactly. Like initially I wanted to get into cosmetics. I still want to get into cosmetics. But right now the cosmetic industry, they're not transparent with what's in their products. And I'm like, I can't 
I can start a cosmetic line knowing what they put into these cosmetics and right. they don't, there's not really many options for yeah. safe cosmetics right now. Um, and it, unfortunately that costs a lot of money to get into because you need, you need a, um, pretty much a certified Stress. chemist to come up with these products yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and there goes your business plan. You got to start yep. there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Absolutely. It all keeps going back. You know, yep. We, yep you all need to it gotta all do, falls your into place. Gotta yep. do your research, <laughs> put that business plan together. And, and, you know, and starting up a business, too. I mean, some people have to are looking for a small loan. Um, mm-hmm. Not everybody um, has saved money and not necessarily having to do so but with that business plan if you're going to go for a small loan business loan you need the business plan they're going to look for that definitely and there's a lot of resources locally that can help you with those things i know pennsylvania i grew up in pennsylvania so pennsylvania has a great program um it's called score um, they help small business owners they even set you up with a mentor yeah Um, and and they're pretty well known in like in the area, I was really surprised. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, Delaware has their thing too. Yeah, it's, I'm not as familiar with Delaware since I'm fairly new to Delaware. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> I'm. I just moved down here in November, so yes, and uh, you definitely have to check local and state uh, business um, licensing and every other form that you have to fill out for them. Liability um, too, like right? insurance. That's a that's a big thing now. Um, Yes, a lot is. of events require you to have personal liability insurance for your business. People don't realize, like, you're liable for things if something happens. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and I and I think more and more events, like you said, are asking for the for the certificate of liability. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, being a wedding officiant, um, at one time I was never asked for uh, the liability insurance, but now at, at the bigger uh, venues, I have mm-hmm. I have to carry it. So yeah. You definitely have yeah, to. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy, right? Who would, who, would, who would have thought? So what advice would you give to another woman entrepreneur just starting their own business? Don't give up. Don't let people try to tell you that you can't do it because you can. You just got to have the right mindset. I mean, you have to have a growth mindset and you got to set your mind to it. Uh, create a good plan, uh, both in your head and on paper, and just just do it. As Mikey likes to say, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Absolutely. Did you have a mentor in the beginning? Did you have somebody that you could call and say, I've come across this problem. I've come, I have this issue. Um, yes and no. I had score, which helped with um, like the formation, those kinds of things. Local business owners, uh, especially Barbie at Spiritual Creation, she's helped me with um, some advice, working through some issues. Um, uh, my, my fiance, he's been probably my bigger, my biggest supporter throughout my nice. whole business. Nice. Um, he wasn't there at the beginning of it, but now he's he's here and he's um, he really helps me out a lot. You can see him; he's always at the events with me and nice. <laughs> helping me pack up and carry everything. And, that's great because i think we all need somebody especially in the beginning and then over the course of your your business career to have that one person or several people to be able to call or you know shoot a text message off to them because and that's my mission one of the missions that i want to do with this uh woman entrepreneur spotlight interviewing um is to build a network for other Somebody starting out, somebody who perhaps is like right in the middle of it and who's been on this journey for a long time. So if I start up a network, uh, would you be interested in being part of it to help somebody else in this wonderful of world? Of course. I love <laughs> networking. I love helping others. 
that's why I do the job I do in my day job. That's why I do my business. My whole business is about helping people. Um, I love giving advice or helping. I have a lot of knowledge myself from my experience in the past, running the businesses I ran um, and the industries I've been in. <laughs> uh, I've learned a lot. I've seen a lot. I've dealt with hundreds of people and hundreds of personalities and had a lot of serious things happen um, that I've had to work through and find solutions for. Um, so I'm always here. Um, if I don't know the answer, I can usually direct someone in the right direct, um, area where to find that answer at. Thank you. And, and I think we all need somebody uh, to be able to reach out to during our, mm-hmm. the course of our business and what we do. Um, so I want to thank you for being a part of this interview today on Women Entrepreneurs Spotlight. Why don't you tell everybody one more time where they can get in contact with you? Um, easiest way to get in contact with me personally is through my Instagram, Turpy Holistics, um, or my email, turpyholistics at gmail.com. That's the easiest, the easiest too. I'm always checking my Instagram. That's probably the better of the two. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I want to thank you. Thank you for taking the time. And I look forward to watching your business grow. I, you know, we'll stay in contact and uh, have a great afternoon. You as well. Thank you, Deborah. You are welcome. Thank you for listening to Women Entrepreneurs Spotlight. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. For updates on my next interview, follow me on Facebook at Woman Entrepreneurs Spotlight. Until then, keep being awesome.